From San Diego, California, this is One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us from the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we're talking about the power of your song to build your emotional, physical, or even your recreational intimacy. There's an anonymous quote that says, humming our song reminds me of when we fell in love. That's really kind of where we're taking this episode today. We're down memory lane and bringing things into the present. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And, you know, really, this is an opportunity for us to to celebrate you. That's right. To celebrate what you're doing in your marriage, to celebrate the breakthroughs that you've had. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family Private Facebook group that starts with, I just want to share that we are doing a 60-day sex challenge and are on day 21. Let's go. What's even better is that it was my husband's idea to do this after we'd both heard about it on the podcast and have talked about it before. And he is the lower drive partner. Mm. So for him to suggest it was a big deal and meant a lot to me. It's been such a good thing for us. I was worried that it would put pressure on him and become more of a negative thing, but it Mm. hasn't. My favorite part is that I am no longer stressed out about whether or not we're going to have sex. Kind of sounds like the opening when Tony says, scheduling sex takes the guesswork out of knowing when you're going to get some. Mm -hmm. Side note, she goes on to say, I can just relax about it knowing it is going to happen. I didn't realize how much I've been worrying about it on a daily basis until I didn't have to worry. Oh my gosh. We hear this often. And it, it, you know, I mean, it's just an interesting thing for many couples that it, it, it becomes that area where their sexual intimacy is that pillar is strengthened mm-hmm. that it's like one thing that just, they don't have to think about anymore. And the other pillars begin to get strengthened throughout that. So it's just, it's just inter- interesting. And I love it that they they're already on day 21. I'm sure they're past this at this point. So congratulations to you guys. Absolutely. And you know, as, as Tony said at the beginning of this episode, we are talking about your song and, and the power that it has to really, you know, potentially shift emotional, physical and recreational intimacy. And, you know, a little bit of backstory for this particular episode earlier this year, uh, rather unexpectedly, Tony and I had to had to buy a new car. The one that we've been driving was definitely on its last legs. It was costing. oh, it was very much on its last legs. <laughs> we were making decisions to rent cars so we wouldn't have to drive it along, you know, long distances and things like that. And so we go to the dealership. We we buy the car. We drive it off, and and we're just you know you start pushing the buttons in the car, right? You you know way past the test drive, and you're just like, oh, what does this button do? And it turned out that the car had a Sirius XM um, station, or not, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't know, subscription? Oh, had, yeah, thank you. I'm like, what is that thing? Like, where you have it? And so we started scrolling through the channels on Sirius, and we found the Dave Matthews Band channel. Mm-hmm. And literally, it was like, in a moment, we were transported back. It was like a time machine, seriously. It was like we were transported back to the mid-90s. And... All of a sudden, these songs, these memories, you know, we're listening to Crash and Satellite and Tripping Billies and all of these things. And like, even as I say it, and and I just actually have to say something like before we even jump too far into the show, I am not the music lover in our marriage. No. Like, 
Not at all. In fact, it's kind of, we actually played this little game where like, we'll hear snippets of a song and Tony's like, you remember that song, don't you? You know that song, don't you? And every once in a while, I literally pull a song title out of thin air and get it right. And it's this huge <laughs> high five moment. But by and large, music has always been much more for like where Tony's. I have, I, I, I think my life, music and songs have solidified milestones and transitional moments in my life. And they they just resonate with me more in that way. And that there's actually a whole bunch of science we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show mm-hmm. around that. Um, and I just said show instead of episode. So <laughs> kiss after this one. But, you know, here we were, right? We're 47, 48 and literally just transported back to our early mid 20s. Mm-hmm. in a moment and we were having we were laughing and we were talking about memories and, and then we got to talking about our first song right or you know the, the song that was going to play for our first dance as mm-hmm. husband and wife and this was really kind of an interesting experience for Tony and I because you know looking back I was like oh as we're sitting in the car you know three months ago I'm like oh we should have picked this song or we should have picked that song or we should have like all these songs that seem so meaningful now but I think in the moment it, it there was like I feel like there was some pressure. Oh, there was a lot to, of pressure to get that song. And for some reason, in that moment, like for me personally, all the songs that we had listened to years prior, you know, when we were in Boulder or when we had been, you know, tromping around and traveling across the country back and forth and listening to these songs or anything, all of those for some reason, it was a blank memory. Like I couldn't tell you a song when we were trying to figure out what would be our first dance for our wedding. And we got married in 1995. So smack dab. 96. 96. Wow. I I wanted to say mid nineties and and 95. We got married in 96. That's that's probably the first time I just, I want an extra year of marriage with you. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So we got married October 5th, 1996. And I remember there was all this pressure, you know, DJs were a lot different back then. And, you know, it wasn't digital paleos. I mean, he probably had like a 5,000 CDs and all this kind of stuff. And so I remember he's like, well, what's your, what is your song going to be? And literally you would have thought Tony and I had just been like, you know, put in in an interrogation room with a bright light. Like, what are you gonna do people? And so we went and sat in a record store and that was down in the desert. Palm Desert area. That's right. It was in that mall. <laughs> totally. Like I remember I remember I sort of remember where it was and it was it was a record store I used to go to when I was in high school. And it was still there because my buddies and I we would we would roll down there to try to find the new Depeche Mode singles or whatever was coming up on the new, you know, B-sides and all those sort of things. Yeah. So we like I have this very vivid memory of us sitting. And for some reason, too, I think part of the pressure was we were so young when we were getting married. Tony's parents were paying f- for the wedding. And so I think there was also this pressure that the song be kind of honoring or respectful of the older people that were going to be like, I still kind of feel like there was that mm. pressure of, OK, well, you know, like what's going to not freak them out because grunge and all of that kind of stuff. Not exactly their vibe. And so... <laughs> To say the least. To say the least. I mean, I grew up. I grew up with an eight track in my mom and dad's yeah, car with a Barry with Barry Manilow. Like some of you are so young, you have uh, no idea what we're talking about. You're just gonna have to go Google it. But but we ended up on Frank Sinatra's song "Strangers in the Night," and like I can't even believe as as we're sharing this with you guys. Like I went back and looked at the lyrics. Well, let's just say this: for many years, we were like "Strangers in the Night." Why in the heck? 
did we pick that song? Totally. Because it's such a weird title to play for your first dance, Strangers in the Night. It's like sort of odd, but for some reason, I think when we were listening to it, it, it just had that really cool... Da, 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 da. Yeah, it just the da, melody da, 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 and all that was just it was good, but it, it, it still for many years. Oh, totally. Even up to probably a week ago, we were like, "Why did we pick that song?" And it still brings back memories. Don't get me wrong. If we hear it somewhere, and it's just like, "Oh my gosh, there, there's there's our, our there's, there's our song." And, and so I pulled up the lyrics. Thank you, YouTube and Google. Like you never have to be that far away from any piece of information that you want to know. And there was this verse that said, "Strangers in the night." Two lonely people, we were strangers up, strangers in the night up to the moment we said our first hello. Little did we know, love was just a glance away, a warm embracing dance away. And ever since that night, we've been together, lovers at first sight, in love forever. It turned out so right for strangers in the night. Which, other than the lonely part up at the, at the front of it, um, two lonely people. I don't feel like we are lonely people. <laughs> Oh yeah, that not in this. In Strangers this. in the night, two lonely people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the only way. I, I don't feel like we were lonely when okay, we first well, met. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be like a hundred percent. I understand, but, but overall, Elisa pulled this up, and I read it as well, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is our song. Yeah. Twenty five years later, this is our song. Like, like we actually got it right, and so it was really interesting because we started talking about it, and we're like, well, what, what did the one family pick? Yeah. Right. And so we asked you guys and, and thank you so much. Those of you that follow us on Instagram, um, that's where we do our polls and, and we ask the questions and you guys, like, I feel like we actually need to have a one family playlist mm. because just a sample of the songs. I was like, Oh, that would have been a good one. And that one too. Songs like at last by Etta James, everything I do by Brian Adams. Another, I like that. Another great, you know, vintage yeah, 1990s. I do. I do it for you. Yes. Yeah. No, that's okay. all I'm going for. Okay. Um, Truly by Lionel Richie. Truly. I don't remember that Feels one. Like Home by Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. We've Only Just Begun by The Carpenters. That's uh, good. Don't Stop Believing. And there was... Don't Stop Believing. They played that at mixtape when we'd watch... I know. When we'd watch like that, that song's got, theater. Like, yes. And it was it was incredible. Like like I said, you know, if we could figure out an easy way to do a one family playlist with wedding songs, I probably would just do it or have somebody do it because it's amazing. But we went on to ask a follow-up question it said what did these songs mean you know what was the meaning that they held for you and and people said things like we felt our love was worth trying for and fighting for Mm. the song accurately describes us get this one it was the song that i sang to her when i proposed and we sang it together at the wedding i'm like i'm crying reading this like tiny little comment answer to an instagram question because i'm like that is so sweet tony and i would never sing to each other in public like i'm just no um Another one, it captured the depth of love that we had for each other. And I started, you know, as I was reading these comments and thinking about our own experience, just looking back at at our song 25, almost 26 years later, and just getting into this place about the the depth of the connection. Yeah. And and what that meant for you and why you chose it. And, And getting into this place of saying, that wasn't just a song for your first dance. It's actually a tool an opportunity that the two of you have to like really build intimacy wherever you are today. I mean, we've got families in the couples in the one family. I saw a post the other day. Somebody has been married 52, the couple's been married 52 years. Wow. And he posted, he's like, you know, just honoring my, my wife of 52 years on our anniversary, like 52 years, people. Wow. So it doesn't matter if you got married last week 
or you've been married, you know, 40, 50 plus years, your song, playing your song is an opportunity for you to build different intimacies in your marriage. And we're going to talk about that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back, and we're talking about using your song to build your emotional, physical, and recreational intimacy. And this is where my sweet love, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the science. Let's go to the science, because I want to know the science. Because I found this interesting article that it was titled Music, Memory, and Emotion. And I have a link to that. And I'll have a link to that in the episode notes for you guys. Perfect. Um, Because it is a European and I can't pronounce his or her last name and I will butcher it. So we're just going to link to it. But music is super important in the construction of memories. It it evokes strong emotions. That's why, you know, sometimes you tear up when you hear a song or you hear, you know, that's why music gets woven throughout movies because it, it evokes those emotions and emotions enhance the memory process, which is exactly what you were saying that you have certain songs or, you know, musicians, bands where you're like, oh, that was a pivotal point or that was a, a a significant memory for me and you've paired it because there was music emotion it all comes together well and, and i'm reading a book called the power of moments okay and those moments in your life and i could put a link to that book i think it, i think it's fascinating um but there are three different types mm. that they talk about they talk about milestones okay so a milestone would be a, a, wedding, a wedding right yep. that's yeah. a milestone and so what happens in that moment gets etched in and, mm. and, and it can really be impactful. Yeah. So you have those milestones, you have those transitions. Mm-hmm. So think about those times when maybe you're moving across country or maybe, you know, the birth of a newborn or, you know, that first kiss. Yeah. Th- th- those are transitions, right? You're going from a transition of, hey, we're friends to that transitional moment of, wow, we're kissing. We're more than something. And so that gets there. And then there are pits. Yeah. Those, those songs that, you know, mm-hmm. that are there for you when you're at your low points. Yeah. And, and I was even thinking of that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's interesting. But there was a song by, um, what's his name? Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, ca- the Castle song. I don't, I forget what it's. I forget the name of it, but I could play it. It's on my playlist. 
But that song, when my dad passed away, was one of those pit moments, you know, with my dad passing and, and just grieving his loss. What is it? Castle on the Hill. Castle on the Hill. There it is. And, and there was something about that song, just talking about going back home, driving 90 miles an hour, you know, to get back home to see my buddies. Mm. It, but it, there was some, um, I want to say some therapeutic properties to that in that pit mm-hmm. where I was able to grieve and that song is still like, I still listen to it today at times and I'll remember dad and I'll, I'll tear up and stuff. So those are, that's how music for, for, from a moment standpoint, different from your, mer- your memory emotions. Yeah. But significant no less because it ties in. Cause I actually think I have more songs that are associated with pits than with milestones or transitions could just be the way we're wired. Just, just an interesting that may little be, that observation. May be, that may be a that may be a, a function of the brain and and how you you see things, right? I mean, we, totally. you you and I would both say that you know if we were to look at each other, I tend to see the glass seven eighths full, and you're at like half full, right? And you could be sometimes at that lower side. So it's just the way we see the yeah. world and we perceive what's around us. So it's when so, so when a song comes in, it may be more like, oh my gosh, it, it just it hits in that it moment. hits or in I that seek moment. That out. Yeah. So anyway, coming back to your wedding day and the four or five minutes that that song was playing or even the decision for it, that song wasn't just that four or five minutes. I mean, you play that song now and it literally has the ability to transport you back in time Mm -hmm. into that moment when you heard the music and we're living that experience. And yeah, I, I just want to share in building the emotional intimacy. I mean, Tony and I, we've had incredible conversations since we even decided to do this episode of you know, what has that looked like and where have we been and, and why can we look back now? And, and like I said, probably the first 15, 20, I don't know, almost 25 years, we would look at that song and be like, yeah, I'm still not sure why we picked this song. Yeah. And, and literally it was, you know, this past week, you guys, so 25 and a half years when we sat there and because of all the conversations, that strong emotional intimacy of talking about this song and that song, you know, and the song playing and us dancing in the gazebo at the, at the winery and all these things got to a point where we're like, wait a minute, that is, that, that's our story. That is our song. We were, you know, that, those first convert, that first hello, the first embrace, you know, lovers forever, like all, like that's us. But it came out of all of the conversations that we've been having. And, and then you look at, okay, well, how does this impact our other intimacies? And part of the reason we're sharing this with you guys and just digging into this is, you know, a lot of times it's easy to think of the six pillars of intimacy, emotional, physical, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual intimacy as just kind of being these individual things, right? Like we're just going to work on, you know, our emotional intimacy, but you can take something as simple as your song and you can take it and go, okay, well, what does this look like? If you know, like, we're just like the song comes on in the car and we're just like, I reach over and, and you squeeze her hand or, you know, you, you put your hand on his leg and you're just like, Hey, that's us. Right. It's just that that little physical connection. It's not so little. It's actually very significant of just reaching out and connecting when your song comes on. Or can I can I say something too? Um that first dance, that physical intimacy, that that touch, that holding. You you may have held her super tight. You you may have held her held her loose. You you may have held him like this these are the arms I'm gonna be in for years to come. And so when that song does come back on, or you can put it on yourself, you don't have to wait for a radio station or, you know, whatever, you know, platform you listen to your music to come on. But 
do you go grab your spouse and just mm. dance with them for a few minutes? Yeah, it can be corny. I, I get it. In, in the busyness and the fullness of our lives, believe me, it's, it's easy to brush off our spouse in those moments and just go, oh, I got all this going on. And yet, is three minutes really going to be detrimental to what you have this week of 168 hours? And so I think that way too. There, there's a commercial right now by um, Alexa, Amazon. Alexa, you yeah. have this older couple. Oh yeah, oh, you're gonna cry. Yeah, you got the, you got that older couple, right? And you can tell that she most likely has dementia or something. You don't realize that until the end of the right. commercial, but yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And so you you see this couple, and you're just like, wow. The song comes on, and he just keeps playing it. Well, he says, "Alexa, play our song." Right. And I just think about that. Because the only memory she has in, in this commercial, I mean, again, it's a commercial that evokes emotion because I think some of us have, have seen parents go down this road or aunts or uncles or whatever. But it's that song that brings her back to that time when they met and they got to they gotta dance to their song. You have the, mo- you have the opportunity now to remember and that's a blessing, you guys. It truly is a blessing. And so to connect emotionally, to c- connect in your physical intimacy, to connect in your recreational intimacy, it's something fun. It's an activity. Don't waste it. Mm. Don't waste it. And believe me, when Elise and I talk like this, we talk to ourselves. And because sometimes things come up in our own lives. It's like, oh, we're running around. We're doing this. We're doing that. And we're just, we're just talking to ourselves and like, you know what? We got to do that more often. I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm not saying we do this every day. Maybe some of you do. Good on you. I'm just saying, I want to see you guys have extraordinary marriages Mm -hmm. and I want to have an extraordinary marriage. And so if a song, your song, my song, our song allows us to connect emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically, recreationally, what can that do? How can that shift something in us with all the stress, with all the, the frustrations, with, with everything that may be going on? I'm not saying it's going to make your marriage 100% better. It's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we got a moment in time mm-hmm. to be able to connect in a way that we just don't know. We don't know, but there are studies obviously being done about the brain and the memory and, and how that does impact us. And we have many, many years to do that. So go out there and go do it. Yeah. Your, your song is a tool. It's another tool in your marriage toolbox. And I want to challenge you this week, you know, ask Alexa, pull it up on Spotify, Apple music, wherever you listen to music, probably wherever you're listening to the, this podcast, you can ask that same device to play your song. Do it. Grab your spouse. You know what? Be bold. Post a picture of the two of you dancing to your song. Get out there and let other people know that it's in the little moments that you, you build an extraordinary marriage. You, you all literally have the ability this week to do this. And I'm going to challenge you. Don't let the week go by. 
don't choose not to because you know what? That sounded really silly and totally. I can't believe like, ah, please, like that's going to do anything. Do it. Because mm-hmm. I will tell you the conversations that we've had this week around our song and hearing it play and pulling it up on YouTube. And we've been like zinging it back and forth to each other on, you know, we have like 12 different ways to communicate with each other. Um, not insignificant. We've been married 25 going on 26 years and our song is more meaningful today than it was on our wedding day. That first dance Mm -hmm. all those years ago. Yeah. I think we need to go put it on our calendar. Make sure I'm I'm ready. Make sure we do it and make sure that we'll do a video and we'll post ours. We'll, we'll, I love that. Yeah. Make make a note of that so we don't forget, but let's, let's, let's do that as the one family. Let's do it. Take this week, one day, three, four, five minutes, however long your song is. Just step aside and go dance with your with your spouse. For some of you, I'd even say from the hug that we started with, you thought you you heard that and you're like, I'm not doing a 60 day sex challenge. Well, you know what? What if you do a, a seven day hour song challenge? What if you for seven days? Take a moment to just dance together. What would that do? What would that do to your emotional intimacy? What would that do to your physical intimacy? What would that do to your recreational intimacy? I believe it would strengthen all of them. And I think you would see each other in a different light in seven days. So go out there this week, post it, share it. If you want to, we'd love to see it. Tag yourselves in or tag us when you do say an Instagram story or a reel or whatever it may be, because we want to celebrate you, the one family for going out there and saying, you know what? We're not going to just let this go by the wayside. We are going to take a step in this and we're going to have the breakthrough in our marriage. So go out there, go do it. We can't wait to see it. Love you guys. And we'll catch you next week.